love you. Well, come on in and have a have a have a load off there, couch potatoes. Uh, come sit with us here. We're on the couch today talking some uh, some new releases yet again. Yeah, yeah. One that I was I was very excited about because God, <laughs> I love the, this filmmaker. Yes. And the other yes. one, the other one that would have slipped by my uh, by my noticing because it was just kind of dropped on Netflix, and it's one of right. uh, it's a Netflix original, and I don't typically hear about those. <laughs> so right, and it's also uh, a Netflix original that was produced in Germany, or well. I would call it an international film. Yeah, I, I didn't know specifically where it took place, so I, I'm happy you happy you knew that. But uh, yeah, we're talking M Night Shyamalan's old, and we're pitting that against Netflix's uh, Blood Red Sky, and we're gonna yes. we're gonna struggle with that title because well, there's a there's a movie called there's a movie called Red Dawn, and God, I love that movie, and. Uh, when Blake was trying to trying to tell me about this movie, he's like, "Hey, we should talk about this on the the show." He couldn't remember the name of it, and I think I I think you were like, "It's Blood Red Something," and I was like, yeah. "Blood Red Dawn," and you were just like, "I think it actually is Blood Red Dawn." Like I, I just I threw you, and, and ever since then I haven't been I've able to been, refer to it as anything. I've been convinced that it's Blood Red Dawn <laughs> or Red Dawn Sky. Red Dawn Sky, yeah. I, I like Red Dawn Sky one. too. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, well, I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh, and I am the Faceless Leon. I, you know, I don't know if we have been, but I think somebody should say that this is Green Faceless on the Couch. It's a podcast right. about movies and TV. Welcome, fellow couch potatoes. Welcome. Yes, come sit with us. Come sit with us. First, we're going to talk. M. Night Shyamalan's Old. And if you don't mind, I will uh, go ahead with a very quick summary of, of Old. Go for it. I'm excited. Uh, a group of... It's not like I had anything planned. It's going to be all okay. off the top of my head. But a, a, a family, a husband, a wife, and their two children. Husband played by Gael Garcia Bernal. And the was the wife Vicky Creeps? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, she was just the second build name that I had written down, so I just assumed. But yeah, they're they're kind of uh, they're kind of fighting. They're they're close to I think being divorced or separated, if I remember correctly. But they want to take the family for one last vacation. It's it's a very important moment, and there's also an implication that uh, the mother, the wife, Vicky Creeps, might have some kind of underlying medical condition that could be causing some issues right. in the future for the family. So they go they go to this uh island resort kind of like getaway. It's really nice, you know, it's beautiful. You get to see a lot of other individual couples who kind of have their issues. So it's just kind of right. like you 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 set all the players up at the resort nice and early. And then the manager, you know, he's a he's a shitting and grin kind of guy. He's just like, "Hey, I got something for you. There's a private beach down over this way. You just got to go through a maze of rocks. And once you come out the other side, it's a beautiful private beach all to yourself. You know, this family's like, yeah, that sounds like a beautiful fucking time. Let's go. Well, all to themselves turns out to be them and like six or seven other people. Right. Some of them families, some of them just couples. They all go to this nice little private beach and quite quickly discover that they are aging very rapidly. Like every... I'll say like every I, I can't remember the exact they gave you they give you an estimate they, of how yeah, old it is because Gael uh, he plays Guy uh, because Guy <laughs> yeah. is an insurance adjuster 
he's able to work out the math that they're yeah. aging about I, I don't yeah i don't remember the math for it either but it is very quickly that they also had some medical info from charles played by rufus sewell he's a doctor who's stuck he's who's on the beach with them as well basically what it boils down to is the oldest of them the 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 parents you know the middle age like roughly 40 to 50 year old right uh maybe not even that maybe they're late 30s but they have basically one day to live before they're just going to age into old or get to old age and just die and so you know it kind of becomes a race of like how do we escape this private beach well clearly you just go right back through the rocks nope doesn't work you black out you wake up back on the beach okay now we have all these other options open to us and the movie is basically an exploration of those options as well as the human psyche in a panic. Right. We, we got to get out. We're really aging. We're losing all of this time that is our life. You know, we have a set number of years and those years are going by super fucking fast. Right. So we have to get out of here. And it's all these people trying to trying to figure out how to work together in this chaos. That's that's all I'll say about, you know, about the summary of this film, I guess. Yeah, but we got to we got to touch on the cast. Oh, we we got to touch on a lot of it. Yeah, there's so much to touch on. But uh, uh, you probably have the the cast list ahead of you, so I will let you introduce people and and as we talk about them. Okay, so we have three people, I, I think it is, who play the children. I I just wanted to uh, really tap off to the casting director because they did a pretty good job of making them look yeah. like very similar people. And like people who might be related to Gael and Vicky. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the children, originally played by Alex Wolf, who plays Trent, and Thomason McKenzie, who plays Maddox. And, well, they're not uh, the. I don't think they're the original. They're the second form, they're the growing up form. Oh, you're right. Cause, oh, yeah, it says even age 15 and 16 right here. So. I'm just not reading. <laughs> but Alex Wolf, Alex Wolf is the kid from uh, Hereditary, right? He's 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 great in this too. Like <laughs> with what he's given, he's great. <laughs> okay, so Trent originally is Nolan River, who I thought was really fun because he just is so smart. Like he said some really outlandish shit that like kids would say. If kids yeah. knew everything, it <laughs> wasn't he like obsessed with like uh, he he goes up to everybody and he's just like, "What's your name and occupation?" You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that was along with his friend that he met at the uh, resort, played by Kyle and Jude, and then uh, Alexa Swinton plays, I think, the original Maddox. Yeah, I really wanted to talk about uh, Alex Wolf though. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, we, we know him from Hereditary, and right. uh, I feel like there's something else that we watched. Yeah, there was, some, there was something very recent that, uh, I know we talked, he, he was in Pig with Nicolas Cage, but I haven't watched that uh, yet. Yeah, but there, there, there was a movie we just talked about that I think he was in, and I can't, I can't think of what uh, it was. I can't either. But, well, anyhow, Dang in it. Hereditary, he's amazing. And in this, like, I feel like I understand his choices. Yeah, he's trying to play. He's trying to play a kid. He's trying. He's okay. So he's trying to play a fifteen-year-old body 
with the mind of uh, a six-year-old, or however yes. old Trent was at the beginning of the movie. And, <laughs> a 15-year-old body. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. That's one part, is like, he's clearly like our age, or you right. know, nearly, if not. And so he's acting like a six-year-old, and I don't know, I just don't feel like it translated very well. That's that's all I have to say about it. Like I'm not gonna like pick super deep at it or poke fun. Yeah. Because I just uh, I don't blame him for it though. No, not at all. I thought like, you know, his his choice kinda worked and maybe on stage it would have been great. Like yeah. it would have made a lot of sense. But it just It's just it feels it feels like how M Knight directs people. He got close to what he wanted and that was good enough mm. and like alex was probably like can we do like two or three more takes like i'm not really feeling the character he's like no nah, no nah, you got it you know we're a kid you're you're good let's move on to the next let's move on to the next scene or the next take you know, have you heard this from reputation or is this just what, no what it, you it, feel? I, it just how it, it just how it feels like because all of all of m night's films you know like he they're all very high concept typically. This right. one again, pretty pretty high concept. Not like that. It's a good it's a good concept. Yeah. I always like what he's trying to go for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. His stories are always reaching for good. Yeah. And sometimes they do sometimes they are great. You know, sometimes he does nail it. This one is based on Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levi and Frederick Peters. I haven't read it, don't know much about it. I don't know, you know, how much how loyal it is to that or not, but I just know it's based off of it. But but it's it's definitely a story right up M Knight's wheelhouse. Like, you know, this is it seems perfectly tailor made for him. But a lot of the characters throughout his whole filmography, they just feel like they were close to what he wanted, what he envisioned. You know, it, he right. he doesn't seem like he he's from again, all speculation. I don't know shit. But from what I have seen in interviews and from like fan videos and all that stuff, he is such a nice guy. Like he is a mm. just a apparently he's just a very nice sweetheart. And so I wonder if when he's directing people, he doesn't have that bone to just go a step beyond and be like, "All right, you're not really hitting what I want you to give me. Let's take it to the next level." You know, I don't know if he has that. Right? Maybe, maybe that's it. But you know, like though at the same time, sometimes he's able to get like really good performances out of people i know like james mcavoy and split yeah and that might just be that actor's connection to the character they're like if if you take that movie for an example like he he was gaining some popularity but i do feel like he wanted a more breakout film for his right. career and Knight has some pretty classic films that people are always referring to so I could see him working individually really super hard on on what he wanted to do for that. Plus, he got to play like 27 different yeah. characters. It, like, it, it, yeah, you, he'd have to work really hard to make it work. Yeah. And he made it yeah. work. Secret review of Split. <clears throat> <laughs> but I, I feel like here with Alex Wolf, like I just don't know if maybe he hasn't worked with directors like M. Night or like – again, all of this is speculation. I haven't looked into this at all. But it just, it felt like, I think Alex did good with what he was given, but if there was something missing between his, the right. director-actor connection. Yeah, because it doesn't, it it just feels a little off place. Like like well, I said, if you, I would have seen it on stage, I think it would have translated better. And you also have to factor in, too, that they, 
they go into the fact that their minds are also aging. Right. Just it's 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 weird for how they're aging. So like there is a very um, I don't know if it's controversial. I kind of hope it is. Like <laughs> I think I would I would think that somebody's had to say something about it. Somebody has to. Yeah, there's there's a very awkward I will say exploring youth scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's it's so it's so disturbing when you think about the actual age of some of the, the the actions that are being performed by the characters and you know just how how old those characters are supposed to be obviously they are aging on the beach but right. on that very day at the start of that day they were like four and, and six years old you know, I know. <laughs> yeah it's super and, weird and and certain weird things happen between them that watching it, I was just like, okay, uh-huh. I'm, M. Night, this feels like a very, it, it felt like Stephen King and, and It, you know, yeah. um, the, the book famously has a kid orgy scene at the end of it. And it's just like, okay, Stephen, maybe you did a little too much cocaine. Yeah. I'm not implying that M. Night Shyamalan did cocaine. But it, it definitely felt like that moment where it's like, I don't know if this is something you want to explore right through this yeah, movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, was this something you planned the whole time, Steven? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, if the voice of God tells you, but I feel like with Stephen King, it was just, I have to end this book. I'm going at 1,100 <laughs> pages already. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I have to figure out how to end this. Snort four lines of coke. <laughs> Oh, I have glorious inspiration on how they get out of the sewers now. <sighs> That's 100% what happened. Secret review of uh, Stephen King's books, It, the book <laughs> version, not, not the movies. But acting aside, well, not acting aside, let's let's talk other actors. Let's talk Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Cripps. Yeah. They're the main attraction, I would say. Guy and... Priska, I think. We went to the theaters for this one. Another another nice return to the theaters. My official return. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. And I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. I think it might be short-lived, uh, unfortunately, because uh, yeah. the, there are spikes going on right now. It sucks. I was really, really ready to go back to the theaters full-time, but... Yeah, but thankfully there's still a lot of films that are being sent to streaming. Sadly, exactly. M. Night Shyamalan's was not one of those. I- I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, I feel like it's a good return to the theater too. You know, yeah. it is It is a, even though you're supposed to keep your brain on, Yeah, for the most part, it is kind of a dumb enough film that you kind of just turn your brain off and laugh at it and have fun with it. Yeah, there was definitely some points where I had a chuckle and uh, and, you know, I don't feel like I was supposed to. Uh, but there was times when I did have a chuckle and I, I felt like I was supposed to. So, there's some good moments. There's so many things to talk about that make me laugh. And one of those is M. Night's involvement of himself in the film. You know, he always has a cameo yeah. in his films. Yeah. This one was, like, ridiculously a lot. Like, he Yeah, was- <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's in a very important character. <laughs> yeah, for, for his cameos, I'm just like, man, you're just like, you're like, really wanting to put yourself in your film now. It's like, and I can't get anybody for this role. Or Do you think he was more involved or less involved than in Signs? Because in um, Signs, he was a he was a pretty important character, but I would say he's more involved here just because he uh, his character is watching the group on the beach. Yeah, it's kind of weird. 
it's it's a meta thing too, kind of. Yeah. You know, it could have. Oh, I, I, sure I was kind of, I was I kind thought, of hoping it would lead thing. into that. I I, thought I, I really wanted thing. it to be. That would have been great. That would have been a great twist. Uh, spoilers. Uh, I might have to throw a spoiler wall up before that, but that's. I really wanted that twist to happen, but that's not the yeah. twist that we get. I no, I do not. like the twist they're trying to go for. Yeah, I think we should leave the twist because I feel like that yeah. is the the number one reason to watch an M Night movie. Exactly, and I don't think the twist wowed me, but it did raise. You know those potential like oh you know there yeah. there there was a question to it where you know it it made the whole movie it pushed the whole movie into a gray area right where it's like you know I don't know how I felt about what was going on on the beach you know it's like on, right. it's, on one hand it's terrible on the other hand yeah maybe there's some good stuff I, to it it was very so, Lex Lutheran uh, exactly Lex Lutheran does that work Lex Lutheran <laughs> that, it works for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, shit! We I created agree. a religion. <laughs> <laughs> Apex Lex. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I say we leave the twist though. Um, but I, I, we never even talked. I, I mentioned Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Cripps, and we never we just moved right off of them. We did, but they are great. They I they work as a really well as a couple. Yeah, there was a couple moments where I thought that there could have been, like you said, maybe a couple more takes with particularly in the early part with Gael. But yeah. as the movie went on, they were the two characters who I was like, wow, they're really compelling. They kept me interested, but even though there's all this weird shit going on <laughs> around them, their relationship is nice. I did, And I liked most all the characters too like there's yeah, most like, of a good movie here it's just kind of silly it, it takes itself very seriously also there's yeah. some very pretentious camera shots in this where it's like y- you can tell that m night was trying for like that really epic hereditary like right. slow moving camera past a scary scene you know it's like oh god but i will say there there is a very intense moment on the on the beach i don't want to give away what the scene is but there's a very you know kind of like a life or death like you know what is happening you know everything is chaotic and up in the air and the camera is just kind of crawling from the beach from the waves going past some sand oh there's the action we see what's going on we're past the action we're looking at some cliffs now we're with the sand again Ooh, we stopped we're slowly coming back and we're about to see yeah. the action again. And I'm just like, okay, M. Night, your movie is not this great for these kind of like <laughs> tension building cinema shots. Focus on the damn action. It was an interesting shot. I will say I liked the way it was coming in and out with the tide, but yeah. I do agree. Yeah. If it was a high art, pretentious, like horror film, that would be great. I would be all for it and I'd be loving it. But it, this isn't that kind of film. It's it's an M Night Shyamalan film. It's you know it's yeah, it's still but a he good. He thinks they're high art, and some of them are oh, pretty but he good. He should know. He some should know better. Pretty good though. I mean, <laughs> in particular, The Sixth Sense. Like, yeah, yeah. but it, uh, but like The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs. Like the those were his good days. He's trying. He's trying to come back. He's trying, he, and he was doing trying. good. He was, and then he did Glass, and now he's done this. And I'm, I'm worried again. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. 
And I appreciate him trying because he was my, he was one of the few directors I knew by name as a child. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, he, he rocked my world as a child. uh, Sixth Sense was like the first movie that truly scared the crap out of me. I remember watching that. I watched that way too young. Like mom, mom, mom and junior were going to watch it. And they were like, yeah, we're going to watch this movie. And mom's like, it is 100% too scary for you, kid. And I was like, I want to watch it. I made it through like 20 minutes and then forced myself to like curl up and go to sleep. I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope, nope. I, I, I might have nope, been, nope, I might have nope. been like literally three or four years old. Like, mom definitely said that it would give me nightmares. And I was just like, I refuse. <laughs> but look uh, how far we've come. Look I, how far we've come. He has, he, he's created a film with a character named Midsize Sedan. Yes. That's how far we've come. I was waiting for that to come up. Uh, Aaron <laughs> uh, Pierre plays Midsize Sedan. What was his name? I'll leave that to Midsize the, the Sedan. Too, I guess. It's Midsize Sedan. He is a musician. I can't quite remember his genre. They don't he doesn't do no. any music. No, they don't they don't at all play off the fact that he is supposed to be a famous musician. Well, right. I guess famous is is loosely term there's so many like right bands and the names out there that i do not know in music so it, it's completely i'm not saying it's not at all possible that they wouldn't recognize him i think one of them does recognize him actually the, uh, one of the girl is the, the, the uh yeah maddox does the, the maddox the does yeah. yeah but like the fact that you you have this character who a personality of his is being a singer i feel like you should probably use their professions you've used everyone else's profession yeah, somehow right? yeah like the the guy oh oh the guy from Lost what's his name shit uh, Ken Leung yes he he's he's a nurse and so he helps out with the medical stuff which they yeah. a lot of that is going on uh, why this is going on and his wife I like how uh, they pit nurse versus doctor too like him and right. Rufus Sewell, Sewell, Sewell yeah. they have like so many moments where they're like button heads on what the and proper that, treatment is or something. And their chemistry is pretty good. Like for being um, antagonistic, yeah. like that you can tell that they're really working the scene. I really thought his wife, who I believe the character's name is Patricia, Patricia played by Nikki Amuka Bird, and she was also great. I, I honestly, there a lot of acting was really good. I'll, yeah, I'll say she has the daughter of Rufus, uh, the the one who played the teenage version of her. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Eliza Scanlon, she did a really good job. I thought her translation from being uh, being a, in a teenage body but being a child was much better than um, than Alex Wolf's. I can agree with you. Is she the one that? They awkwardly like switched her be- uh, bikini. No, that was Maddox. That was Maddox. That was Maddox. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. like hey, she's, I... Maddox is the Maddox is the sister, right? Yeah, okay. Maddox is the sister. She's, she's... well. It's <laughs> so... just like there, there comes a moment because there, she's you know her body's growing and all that kind of stuff, and so yeah. she starts growing out. She starts growing out of the. Uh, kids bikini she she is in right. her mom's like i have an extra bikini go wear that and it is a worse fucking bikini like there right. are some very exploitative shots and moments in this film where it's it's clearly just for the appeal of it well maybe not maybe not clearly like it might not be at night's like main intention right but it's it's silly as fuck and it's 
it was so funny because your wife, I, I heard her visibly say, she's like, God, that, that bikini is just ridiculous. And then they mentioned like, oh, you're going out of your bikini. You should go get a new one. And then she emerges from the, like the tent in her new bikini and your wife's like, that's worse. Like, <laughs> and it was 100% correct. It was fucking worse. Like, come on. But it's, but it's. It's only worse because we know that she's only like 11 years old. Yeah, but Thomas and Mackenzie is an adult. So, yeah. like, it, it is weird. It's super weird. It's it's all weird. It, that's this whole movie in a nutshell is just a bundle of weird. And I'm not upset I watched it. I guess I'll, yeah. um, if you're ready, let's, I, let's get into closing statements here. I'm not upset I watched... I forgot what it's called. Old. Old. But yeah. it's <laughs> Sandcastles. I love sandcastles. Sandcastles. Yeah, that's not bad. But it's 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 worth a watch if especially if you enjoy his uh M. Night Shyamalan's like trashier films. Like if you if you really got a kick out of the happening, you're gonna enjoy old. It's not as it's not as I, bad it's as the happening. So much better than the happening. It's so much better than the happening. It's it's it, it it actually does a really good job at at exploring its concept. Yeah, and and you know the tension again. He tries for tension. It feels just off. There's so many close up shots. You know, he'll zoom in on a character's face when action is happening. So it's like we're seeing the character witness the action, right? But we're not seeing we're not seeing the action. We're looking at something else. The action's happening off screen. We can hear it. It sounds awful, but it doesn't want to show us that. You know, some movies can really pull that off. Some movies, they make that more frightening with how they use it, with the, with the sound design and everything. With this film, it just pissed me off. I just like, M. Night, just show me the fucking action. <laughs> like, you have the budget. You, you've already shown some of the effects. Just do it. Just come on. That's just kind of how I felt with this whole film. Is it's like he he reached for it. There was greatness right. here, but he just a lot of the steps he just fell down. You know, and it's it's all right. I give it two it's stars. It's close. worth a watch. Like I feel like it needed a little bit more polish, and that's what I'll start yeah. my closing statement with. And I'll go ahead and give it a face. Because I did enjoy watching it. Like you said, it was a good return to the theater. I have a pretty. <laughs> I, I want to close with a story on on this because I have a pretty good connection with M. Night growing up. I, I had a, a stepmother who I've mentioned before who was very religious. And she definitely thought God was talking to her through M. Night Shyamalan's films. <laughs> like, <laughs> she would watch them over and over again. Particularly... Uh, Lady in the Water, I think that's what it's called. Ooh, the the Paul Giamatti one. Yeah, 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 and uh, oh shit, I can't remember that actor's name who played the mermaid. But anyways, I've watched it once, particularly that <laughs> one. She would watch it, stand in front of the TV with a notepad, and, and then go pray on it. Oh, I just needed to share that with you and the world. And That's straight out of a, a yeah. horror novel right there. So basically, I've watched a, these movies multiple times and think that they're they're really good. And I do think there's some interesting symbolism in, in them as well. But as I've grown up, I, I have noticed that there may be less symbolism than I thought there was. And... <laughs> 
But there's a lot of intended symbolism, I feel like, yes, though. Yes. I love M. Night, but he is a pretentious filmmaker. Yes. I- I'll agree with you with that. So I-, I don't feel like I've outgrown, especially the good ones. But if somebody said, hey, go make uh, M. Night Shyamalan playlist, I'd do that. In fact, I think we should I, do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally down to do that. Like 100%. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and we could even watch his like very first film, like that was made in India. Well, we hope that you're not out there somewhere, M Night, wishing us dead. Honestly, I I love you, I I love you, and please keep on making movies. Yeah, yeah, I talk shit, but like no fucking joke, he is one of the most inspirational filmmakers that yeah. to me, like. Yeah. Because he's going out and he's he's creating his vision. Like, sure, like right. maybe I maybe I mock his directing every now and then, but like I can't do that kind of It's always what he wants. Exactly. You know, he, he is the one he is putting most of his money into this. It's a lot of his effort right. to make these things happen. And he has a good mind. Like there's a lot of great films that I fucking yeah, love. His ideas his. are incredible. I mean I mean if he hears this, like if you want to come on the show, that'd be awesome. Yes. You're totally welcome to come on the show. Yes, and, please. But uh, join us on a on your playlist. <laughs> yeah, jo- join us on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, if we got him for a playlist episode and he could just like talk to us about the backstory of a fucking movie he made, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be so cool. That would yeah. be amazing. These these are high hopes, but we'll send out good energy, and, and hopefully, he hears this and doesn't hate our review enough to consider yeah. this a bonus <laughs> offer. I'm just being honest. I laughed a lot and had a great time at old, but I don't really believe that was what was intended of me. <laughs> That's fair. I believe I believe he wanted me to have a good time. Yeah. But yeah. I don't I don't think he intended that I would be laughing as much as I did. And, and, and you know, we're we're critics, so yeah. I mean, that's kind of our job to be honest. And and you know, sometimes I soften my blows a little bit. Because yeah. I don't like to be mean. I don't like to be mean either. I, I mean, but but at the same time, I went into that theater giddy because I was going there with my best friends, yeah. and it was like, oh, this is such a nice, lovely moment, and you know, so I, I was already ready to to laugh and have yeah. a good time. But but before we move on to Blood Red Sky, and I don't think we'll spend as much time on Blood Red Sky, but we'll still talk it, of course. But before we do that, uh, let's let's go ahead and give us uh, give you our best plea. To head on down yes. to uh, patreon.com slash green and faceless. Pretty, pretty plea. Pretty plea. Patreon.com slash green and faceless. That's A and D. Yes. A-N-D. No ampersand, bitches. <laughs> this ain't fast and furious. <laughs> but if you go down to, the, to green and faceless at patreon.com slash the, you'll find. <laughs> but if but you'll find we're not confusing at patreon.com slash green and faceless yeah it is very it's very very simply laid out the tiers are are beautifully uh descriptive there yeah you can earn merchandise after you know certain months if you if you enlist if you join our ranks stick around you know become true couch potatoes and and even if you if you pay enough if you if you go above and beyond you you can select films that might become films we watch we do a patreon episode every month so and for that suggestion we're only asking for you to to donate to us 10 dollars per month 
which that will get you in the sofa spud tier. Hell yeah. And you can make suggestions, as we said, for the potato pick. And this money, uh, if, if you are interested in where it goes, it's going to go to help us get better equipment to get uh, to actually get to find a way to get into the same room. So we're not doing this over the Internet. Maybe it's going to be a better quality for us uh, in, in regards to, you know, just bouncing off of each other. We're not waiting for the Wi-Fi to catch up. Right. So, you know, there's 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 benefits to it. And you know, we're not we're not just taking this money and using it to, like, buy booze like. No, <laughs> it, we we right now we're very grateful to the patrons that we have now because we do yeah. make enough to pay our annual fee for hosting the show. And, you know, that's not to include all the hours that we put into it. And we hope that you enjoy it. But we're always going to make it for free. So, you know, if yeah. you heard this and you don't give a shit, uh, you can come back and listen to us. Still, we don't care. <laughs> you don't need to pay us for me to care. I'm gonna gab at your fucking ear no matter what. That's right. That's what I do. <laughs> blood, red sky, red dawn sky, red dawn blood. This movie, I liked it. I did watch it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, it's honestly it kind of what has been a little bit since we watched it. Uh, but I Closing am just statement. remembering that Dominic Purcell, Purcell maybe, is in it from uh, The Legend of Tomorrow. Yep. That's, that was great. Heat wave. Yeah. He was, honestly, I thought he was great in this. I was like, oh, oh he, well, he's a Yeah, he's a great actor. Like, Yeah. Well, like, Heat wave is really kind of goofy. Like, it, but have it's you ever a watched uh, Prison Break? No, I Have you ever watched Prison Break? Oh, totally. Like, I haven't watched all of it, but I've seen enough of it to know that, like, the character in Prison Break, who is, you know, that show also has Wentworth Miller, who plays yes. Captain Cold and, and Flash. Yeah, they came straight from, from Prison Break right to the Flash. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he the, 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 the differences in those two characters for Dominic Purcell was enough to be like, wow, this guy's a really good actor. And then this yeah. film happened, and, like, I was not expecting Dominic Purcell. I didn't know anything about this no, movie i didn't no, watch it i didn't watch a trailer I all i knew plot. was what you said yeah yeah i knew i knew was what you told me and you basically what you had told me was vampires on an airplane and right. i was like okay that sounds fun and so and it was fun yeah. and, but but dominic purcell popped up and i like paused it and i like sent you a text to me and like is that heat wave <laughs> is he with this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting this. <laughs> and I sent a gift of that, like, that guy in the green shirt going, like, <laughs> just uh-huh. like, nodding uh-huh. his head up and down. <laughs> uh, it was a great surprise. But, I mean, vampires on an airplane is a very poor summary. Do you want to, do you want to give yes. up? Yeah, that, that's the, that's the tagline. So, um, <clears throat> this movie has, Nadia and Elias. I believe that the names I'm going to give are the the actors and not the voice actors who did the dub. I watched the dub because most of the movie is in German, but some of it is in English because they're they're flying around Europe and people speak different right. languages. In like almost so it's, for people who just really don't know their geography at all, it's like. If you were to drive from uh, the top of the mitten in Michigan 
down to the south of in, southern Indiana, it'd be a completely different language that most of the people right. speak. But they probably speak your language too, because yeah. you're neighbors. But we haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, but there was a dubbed version. Oh yeah, I put on I I, I it, my was already set up for it for some reason. Probably because I watched some of the Netflix anime. I'm wondering if I watched the dubbed version also. I'm not sure. You can't remember? Okay. Well, I think you would. I known. feel like most of mine. I, I feel like most of mine was in a different language. So I. Okay. I was definitely reading a lot of subtitles, but I always have subtitles on. Right. So I don't know if I was just reading subtitles because I always have them on, or because <laughs> it was in a different language. <laughs> well, usually the subtitles are a little bit different than what the dub says because you know they're trying to say something that kind of fits in the mouth movement. So I think you would have noticed, but I had because I had the subtitles on too. Because we same thing, just in case we miss something. Right. Sometimes nowadays, if somebody's talking real quiet in a movie, you might not hear it. They don't care if you hear everything. I don't know what. I- <laughs> 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 almost had you. Almost, almost. Well, anyhow, uh, Nadia is played by uh, Perry Baumeister, and it was fucking uh, awesome. Her, yeah, she is super good. Uh, and Elias is played by uh, Carl Anton Koch. Koch? Koch. I think Koch. it's Koch. You can go ahead. Okay. You think it's Koch? Okay. Well, <laughs> this poor kid. Um, he's good. He's good. He's he's pretty fun in the movie. Yeah, you know, no, good, I thought he was actually, pretty good too. I for a kid actor, I mean he he does pretty good. Yeah, actually for both for both films, the the kid actors were pretty good. Like yeah. both bo- both films had great kid acting, so you know, that's that's not true. typically something you'll hear me say. Like I, I don't like to shit on kid actors because that is one hundred percent all on the directors. Right. Like if you have a kid actor, it's up to the director to make that act or that you know, that actor blossom. Right, right. And I agree. Typically that's very hard. Typically the directors kind of ignore the child actors and you just get a very stale performance. You don't have that in either of these films. The kids no, do a but, you know, really Elias good job. is is I I would almost say the, the protagonist of the film. So oh, yeah, I, he is. I, I feel like it was important for him to feel like he had a great journey and something actually realized within his expressions so i uh, I could 100 percent say that he felt traumatized by the end of the film (laughs) (laughs) and he had to already have been so okay so that kid is in therapy now (laughs) oh god so the movie starts off with elias just finishing his first round of therapy no, uh, but he <laughs> and his mom, they're going from, uh, I, I believe their home country to New York to see a doctor who's a specialist in the disease. We'll call it, uh, we already said vampires. Nausea is a vampire, uh, but she's yeah. taking, she, she's both drinking a chemical blood, like hemoglobin, you know? I think that's yeah. what the part of the blood that she needs and something to keep her from transforming into this bat human creature. And I think it also helps her curve her, her urges and stuff too. So she has been successfully taking care of Elias 
But there's somebody in New York who has heard of this, I guess, and thinks that if they completely flush out all the blood in her system and give her brand new blood, that maybe she'll be okay. Right. So that's what they're going to try. That plan goes all to shit because these, I don't know, they're, I guess they're terrorists. I don't remember yeah. exactly what they're doing, but it's terrible what they're doing. Yeah, they, they want to rock the stock market. I, that's I, it, what it's, the rich guy suggested. That's what the rich yeah. guy oh, suggested. Was it just a suggestion? Okay. I think so. I thought, yeah. I thought that was the actual plan, though. I don't know. It could have been the actual plan. But I got what I, I got from it was he was like, they want to uh, crash the stock market like they did in France. That That's what I got from it was that everything that was said was speculation. But somebody was paying them to do this because they were in contact with them. So maybe they're more of mercenaries, but they are doing a terrorist act, so they're terrorists. But anyhow, Berg, played by Dominic Purcell, is their leader, and they have the co-pilot involved in this. Fuck if I remember what his name was, but the only other terrorist that really matters is the the, is the crazy ball. one. Yeah, yeah. His name they call him Eight Ball. Uh, he's played by Alexander Shear, and man, what some interesting choices that guy made. Like, some of them, I was like, oh, okay. And then others of them are like, holy shit, this guy actually is crazy. <laughs> he's the he's the one who becomes, uh, spoilers, but he's the one who also chooses to become a vampire, right? That, that sets all the shit true. off. That is true. I thought, I think he was pretty good. Uh, so, some of this stuff was kind of out there, but yeah. he is trying to scare these people as much as possible. Where the rest of these guys are like, hey, dude, we're just doing a job. They also, there's a, uh, another part of the plot with, I would call him one of the heroes, Farid, uh, played by, I want to say, Kais Seti. Uh, and I'm sorry for mispronouncing name. But he does an interesting job as well. He's just such a nice soul. Yeah, mm. just, a good, just a good person. And like, you root for him, you root for Elias, you root for... Nadia. Yeah. Because you just kind of relate to all three of their, their struggles that they're going through. They all have very real world struggles that's just like, okay, like Right. I haven't been in I haven't been in your exact shoes, but like yeah. I, I get what I get I your, mean, your, yeah. your struggle. Here. I don't have pica so bad that I crave blood, so Though I do don't <laughs> I don't think I would mind being a vampire. I think that well, would be I would be okay with that. It seems like you have to feed to maintain your sanity. It's kind of like a normal thing on Gorsh. Oh, really? But what what yeah. do you maintain sustenance on? Well, it's like our version of deer. So it's kind of like Twilight, honestly. But like, you know, so, Gorsh and deer, like we don't call okay. them deer, of course. They're bubuk buck. Bubuk Hey, you know, sometimes you got to treat me to some bubuk yeah, there's a lot of them up there. That's kind of what we feed on. But like, I feel like on Earth, I wouldn't mind being a vampire. I don't want to be Nadia's version of a vampire. They start looking gross and become mindless. Right, right. So like, that wouldn't be a lot of fun. That is the interesting thing about Blood Red Sky for me. Yeah, was first off, it's a two. It's over two hours long. Which when I when I started, I was like, okay, I thought this was like concept right. film. I was expecting an hour and a half, like pushing it. There are moments where it it its length is definitely felt where I'm just yeah. like, okay, you're starting to hurt me here. Let's end this. But the concept, the idea 
of, you know, she she doesn't want to be a vampire. She wants to cure this. She just wants to be a mother. Oh, fuck, there's terrorists on the plane. Now my child is at, is at risk. He is being threatened. Do I unleash this mindless beast yeah. and hope that I don't go, like, batshit insane? Or do I just hope that the terrorist thing just kind of like, boop, we're done. You know, you guys all get yeah. to live, which never happens, but... You know, it's it's a very interesting position that she's put in, and I liked watching that unfold. Right. However, as it unfolded, every single new thing that happened that progressed the plot was just another layer of depressing, yeah. like, just sadness yeah. that I just didn't want to continue after a while because oh, it's no. just like it, it, it kept getting more and more sad, and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm feeling like heart heavy. I yeah. just want the credits to roll so I can turn the TV off and watch something stupid. Like, <laughs> and it's like every time too that Nadia gets ahead, you know, of the terrorists and stuff, then something happens that just yeah. utterly destroys that progress. And, and plus, early on, they kill like three fucking dogs. And that's an immediate – John yeah. Wick was, like, one of the only films that can get away with that for me. Because they got vengeance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole film was because it's just like, all right, motherfucker, this is what happens when you kill a dog in a movie. <laughs> and now this movie, though, it's just, like, three dogs are killed. One of them is by the fucking hero. Sorry, spoilers. But, like, no. No. I'm not okay with it. When did Fareed – Oh, oh, Nadja. Yeah. No, not yeah. Yeah, Nadja. I would consider her also a hero even yeah, though she is. she is slowly losing her mind. She right. is the she is the early on powerhouse hero like. Right. Definitely. And then and then it kind of becomes Fareed after a right. while. Right. I I did want to mention this is this might I I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh the terrorist, they try to pin it on Fareed and this uh other passenger who also happens to be of uh, the Middle Eastern persuasion for obvious plot reasons and prejudices of the world. They, and they're going to slip away and let them take the fall for it. That's that's their plan. Just another another like very interesting cog to the puzzle yeah. piece. Like again, I don't I don't think there's like too much to talk about because I do recommend it. I do I do think yeah. if you like if you like those like not made for the theater but nice artsy you know the filmmaker had a lot of involvement i'm sure the i'm sure netflix got their hands in there and like tweaked some things but for the most part it felt like a you know filmmaker story pretty good makeup yeah 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 i really loved what they did to nadia but overall there's not really much to talk about with just without just like giving things away it's kind of just like die hard but instead of in a tower we're on an airplane yeah but it's not die hard 2 that's at an airport (laughs) <laughs> this is on an airplane. Wait, which one's on the train? <laughs> <laughs> but like to, I guess to go into my closing statement with it, it's directed by Peter Thornwith, Th- Th- Thumwith, Thumworth, and co-wrote with Stefan Holtz. And you know, I think overall, it's a good, you know, great directing, great script, very good concept film. I had a lot of fun with it, though at times it definitely does drag. There's moments where I'm just like, I'm, I'm either really depressed or I'm just like, okay, are we close to an end? I hit the button. 
because thankfully it's released on Netflix. You don't have to go out to the theaters. You can just watch it on your couch. Right. But I would hit that little toggle switch and realize that I'm only halfway through the movie. And I would think- <laughs> That happened to me too. Yeah. And it's like, well, where the fuck else does it go from here? Because you kind of think you know what, it, what it's going to yeah. be. You think it's just going to be Die Hard on a Plane. But then it kind of just gets worse. Yes. And it just keeps getting worse. Not not the quality of the film, but like what's going on. Right. And, you know, as as it continues down that rabbit hole, it just started to lose me a little bit because I kind of just wanted it to be die hard on a plane. I see. With a vampire. No, I, I still give it I still give it a three stars. It's it's very fun. Nice. Good, easy recommendation. If if you're just kind of like wanting some kind of slightly spooky action film. There's no, there's no real horror to this, but you know it has a vampire, so it's like if we're getting close to October. If you're wanting to to like get a peek at the horror, that horror mood to like start immersing yourself in there, this is a nice one to go to. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a full face. I'm not gonna, definitely not a face and a half movie. Um, no, I no. I remember, damn it, what I was gonna say contrary to what you said. You said you felt lost at some point. Well, I felt the same way at that middle point. Like, okay, so they're about to wrap this up. And I was like, oh, no, there's a whole other hour left. What are they going to do? And I have to say that, and this might be a spoiler, so I apologize. But I think the fact that the vampirism starts becoming a problem and spreading makes it so much sense. Like, that's something that should have happened in the movie. And so yeah. I, I, I agree with that choice. And I do think it makes the second act watchable. But like you said, it gets, it just keeps on getting worse and worse, especially for Nadia and Elias. But the ending is kind of still a diehard ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. My God. I just, I don't, it's so fucking like, oh, so hard for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I get the ending. I understand everything that happens, why it happens, yada, yada, yada. It's not what I wanted to happen. I know not every movie can have a happy ending, but this was one of them that I'm like, can we just have a little bit of happiness, please? Like somewhere along the line, we've watched so much depression and trauma right. and th- that poor kid is going to go through like 15 fucking psychiatrists uh. by the time he's 21. Yeah. No, we can't have a happy ending. There's got to be more depression and sorrow at the end. It's it's oh so hard. Spoilers. Well, I I guess that's our show. I mean, we should say something and not leave on that dour note that this movie was sad. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I do we have to. It. We just yeah, we have to choose a stay or go, and I think oh, it's yeah, I think right. it's very easy. It's a very yeah. easy choice here. You're given uh, the possible disease riddled theater. Mm-hmm. With M. Night Shyamalan's slightly laughable but very entertaining old. Yeah. Or the comfort of your couch with a, you know, pretty decently well done concept action horror piece. Yeah. I, I don't know why I keep tossing horror in there. It's not really horrifying, but it's... it's, it's, it's There's some parts. It's, yeah, some things. And, you know, I say, I say here with uh, today's stay or go, you should stay. Yeah. You should stay. Old, while entertaining, is probably going to be more entertaining once it's released to a streamable service near you. Right, definitely. Uh, and and right now, you can if you're paying for Netflix, you can just turn on Blood Red Sky and have have a pretty fun time. Yeah, it has some really stupid flashback scenes. I like. 
they're kind of necessary to build up Nadia's yeah. backstory. But, but God, the, whenever they started happening, I just tuned the fuck out. I just did not care about those backup. I do think I got a snack scenes. during one of them. But also, like, there's <laughs> a character. <laughs> there's a character in in there, in the flashbacks, uh, that has no bearing on no. what's going on in the plot. Like, he says something there's, that resonates with Nadja, and she remembers that. But that's yeah, there's it. technically two characters. Because they kind of just do that with her husband, too. Like, he's in a flashback scene well, where it's yeah, like, here's her husband. Kinda, he wandered off in the night. <laughs> it explains, you know, how she got it. And I thought that part yeah. was necessary. But the rest of it was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's. I guess that's where I, I'll, I'll, I'll go down that train with you. But I think they thought if they were going to do a flashback that they had to do more than one. To make it make sense. Yeah. And they did. And they did it. As I said, it's two and a half. It's not two and a half, but it's two hours, like ten minutes. Hmm. The flashbacks were something that could have been cut. Uh, Maybe keep the husband one. But everything else, mm -mm, not needed. She could even, like, have a scene where she, like, dialogue dumps it on Farad. Yeah, just exposition it. Before the attack, yeah. You know, it's just like he sees her, like, chewing on somebody, and he's like, oh, God, you're crazy. And she's like, no, I'm a vampire. He's like, oh, (laughs) God, you're really crazy. And she's like, I was bitten by an old dude in the dawn of night. And he's like, ah! <laughs> but no, I give it. I give it to Blood Red Sky. Blood Red Sky is the the winner of today's stare go. Blood Red Dawn. Blood Dawn Sky. Dawn. Sky red Blood Pants. It is a good <laughs> Pants Red Dawn. <laughs> pants Red Dawn. Yeah, it definitely is the winner. I've been the faceless Leo, <laughs> <laughs> and I am the Green Traveler. <laughs> oh shit safe travels and good night green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 if you like the show please show your support by rating and reviewing us on apple podcasts like follow subscribe wherever you might listen we also now have a patreon account if you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash green and faceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.